Hey guys, we've got to that point in the show where we need to start depending on listeners like you to help keep this thing going. What are we, fucking PBS? Oh yeah, you know it. I'm LeVar Burton. I wanted to be LeVar. Fuck. All right. I caught it first. Yeah, I'm hosting we... Jeopardy. <laughs> are you though? Listen guys, we, we need your help uh, to help keep the lights on as they say. Uh, we are launching our Patreon for Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Yes. Yes. And we have uh, different tiers that you can sign up for and pledge to, just like PBS. Um, you get some different real cool gifts and prizes and merch, uh, depending on the tier that you sign up for. Oh, we got all the tiers. Oh, yeah. You Back. can either be a friend it, of the show, a oh. friend with benefits. Ooh. We just we could start to get serious, or you could just put a ring on it already. Yeah. Ooh, damn. And if you uh, if you exceed that amount, uh, you know we'll send you some not safe for work picks if, if you want. <laughs> it's not safe for your eyes picks in my case, but <laughs> not safe for anything right. picks. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, guys, check out uh, patreoncom motcu. Uh, take a look at well, all the different tiers that we're offering. Lots of cool. Uh, swag coming your way from stickers to t-shirts to getting to pick the film that we uh, talk about. Yeah. The yeah. tears started at a dollar. A dollar a month. Come on, what? folks. That's it? Yep. One buck to get in on that on that number one tier. And All with right. that, you even get the live chat with us anytime you want, as well as a shout out on every episode. Right. So, come on. That's less than a cup of coffee a month. Jesus, what a steal. Yeah, guys, right? check it out. Again, patreon.com slash M-O-T-C-U. And then enjoy this week's movie. And we're back. Hey. And uh, we were in New York City. Back in, just, like, just like Derek, we're back in New York City. Um, we see an aerial shot of the Mugatu building. Um... Which it looks like the Miramax M for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, um, but I keep thinking that. Um, now, an interesting bit of trivia: since this movie did release on September twenty eighth, two thousand and one, only seventeen days after the nine eleven terrorist attacks, um, they had to go through and blur out images of the World Trade Center in a couple of the shots in this movie. Um, that way, they wouldn't be there because they thought it would be insensitive to leave them in. Right. Um. And uh, according to an interview with Ben Stiller, uh, this movie originally started out as a character sketch for the VH1 Fashion Awards. Um, And after several written scripts and over several years, the studio finally reluctantly agreed to film it. (laughs) It tells me everything I need to know, man. I love it. Um, The movies did release immediately following the the attacks of September 11th. And... uh, Ben Stiller has cited this as one of the reasons for its failure at the box office. Um, eh, wrong and answer. Yeah, he said it it performed way below expectations and made almost no money because because of that. But I don't think that was the case. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I also things, saw what? Oh, no, I was going to say I thought things couldn't have gotten any worse in September of two thousand and one. I know. I agree. I at agree. least Big Trouble had the fucking like courtesy to wait a year. Yeah, but I I also saw that a commercial for yeah. this movie was interrupted by breaking news on one of the local channels. It was on WNYW. Yeah, that's Channel Five. That's uh, yeah. So the this Fox. commercial, that's this movie's Fox commercial channel. was on when the attack yeah. happened. That's oh kind of 
Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's not foreshadowing. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and run this clip. This clip has my probably my most used movie movie quote, except for you people. I think you people is the only one I use more than this one. Um, whenever I see something small, I always use a blank for ants because of this quote. Well, to tell you the truth, I was a little hesitant at first, Mr. Mugatu. I mean, you've never hired me before, and I've been around for, for ages and ages. You've been around for a long, long time. I never wanted anything from you. And now you're retired. I can't have you. And it's funny how it switches like that. But now the forbidden fruit must be tasted. Well, when Mori told me what you were willing to do, I... <laughs> Todd! Are you not aware that I get farty and bloated with a foamy latte? My mistake, Jacobin. Your mistake indeed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes, Derek. What Maury said I was willing to do for you. Let's get back to the reason that we're really here. Without much further ado, I give you the Derek Zoolander Center for Kids Who Can't Read Good. What is this? A center for ants? What? How can we be expected to teach children to learn how to read if they can't even fit inside the building? Derek, it's just a... I don't want to hear your excuses! The center has to be at least... three times bigger than this! He's absolutely right. Thank you. I have a vision. And so do I. Let me show you mine. So, why? This is one of the scenes I find super fucking funny. Um, Mugatu is like showing Derek this like little model of a building that is going to be the center for kids who can't read good, and completely fucking oblivious to the situation. He looks at it and thinks it's a center for ants because kids can't fit inside the building to learn, and it needs to be at least three times as big. <laughs> I'll say I find it funny too. I think I think this movie does work as like a, a series, like a vignette of funny things. It was like just not all SNL skits. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, it, yeah. I mean, you nailed it, Eric. Because exactly what Joe described previously is it started out as a skit for the VH1 yeah. Fashion Awards. Yeah. It should have never left that state. <laughs> you know that <laughs> yeah, stage. Yeah. So. Um, I just I don't good, know why. It's a great bit. You know the the whole. The whole concept of him thinking that the building is is to scale too is small. a great bit. Yeah. Yeah. So anytime anybody presents anything small to me, I'm like, "What is this? A something for ants?" And I, and I always just that's my yeah. go-to line. Um. So, um, Mugatu's trying to show Derek what he's doing. Um. Uh, but now we're getting a couple uh, quick flash scenes. So we're back at Balls Models. Um. Matilda's trying to get information about Mugatu out of Mori. Uh, Mori says, why would he help her after she just got done picking on Derek? Poor little Derek. 
Um, she asked for an opinion on Mugatu's loose labor, and he has a very fucking uh, offensive line here. Um, I'm not going to read the line, but I will say it has something to do with offering an alternative opinion about a push-up bra on a rack of lamb. Yeah, it was... Yeah. It was... Yeah, it was not very cool. No. Even for Jerry Stiller. <laughs> um, he delivered it well, but it wasn't the content. <laughs> it, that's the thing. Is the delivery was good, the content not so much. Um, back at Mugatus, Mugatus showing Derek the derelict line. Um, the fucking some of the outfits here. There's like a wig made of cigarette butts. <laughs> um, there's there's a bum that has a car battery necklace on in a shopping cart. Apparently, he's like a famous bum from New York. Doug, you know anything about this guy? Your mic's muted. I don't know yeah. about famous bumps from New York. Oh. <laughs> no, this guy is like he's he's like a he's like the radio bum or the speaker bum or something. I, I read the. Right, I, I'll I'll have to look it up. Yeah, he he was actually like um, I think he was like Oprah took him on her show or something with him or something like it was some crazy thing. But um, anyway, he's the guy who's been an extra in like every movie in New York. It's something like that. Yeah, it, okay. he, he's like the speaker bum or something. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm vaguely familiar with this guy. He just hangs around movie sets in the city. Yeah, and everybody knows him at this point. He's been doing it for years, to the extent that now people will ask for him to be in the background of scenes. Yeah, I saw the thing. My friends, I forgot, I don't know why I didn't write. You know, control C it into control C, control V it into my notes. Yeah, but no, um, it's a, it's a very cool rabbit hole to fall down because yeah, he's always there, but you never notice him. It's crazy. Um, so clearly, what this is is just homeless attire. I like to call it trashing. Trashing. Oh it's like God. trash fashion. Trashing. Did you write this um, script? I I, I could have. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but again, that's a that's a funny ass bit. Like to have a fashion line called Derelict for Derelict, and it's just a bunch of like fucking cigarette butts and car batteries. Well, like this actually is a real thing. Someone actually did this in like in Europe too. Like there was like a person who made this whole like fashion model like line based on homeless people. So it's, it's 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 he stole it. Um, Mugato is pushing a hard sell on Derek for him to be the face of the line. Like he's so excited for Derek. Um, then he intro- introduces Derek to Katinka Inga Bo- Bogovinana, <coughs> the way he says it. Uh, and she's going to be his day-to-day in the campaign. Um, the show is in eight days, and he uh, and how a caterpillar comes a butterfly, he must become derelict. Uh, then Mugato says he sent him to an exclusive day spa, but it's so exclusive that it has to say a secret. Nobody can know about it. We flash back to Time Magazine's tower, um, and there's a guy, Archie. Uh, he's bringing Matilda a stack of papers, and these are background articles on Mugatu. Um, he said he was really thorough, but he couldn't find anything on Mugatu before 95. Like, he just came out of nowhere. Like, he didn't exist before this. Um, at which point, Matilda's phone rings, and we get this weird shadowy figure kind of telling her to pull the sweater, and eventually the whole thing unravels. She corrects him and says, you mean pull the thread? And he just, he's like, so you can kind of tell this guy's kind of dumb. Um, he says to go to Pier 12 because things aren't what they seem. We're seeing him hang up, and, the, and, he, and we get this, like, weird, like, it looks like Inspector Gadget, like, where the fucking, like, uh, the hand would be there on the on the side of the thing, but it's, like, in a glass case. Yes. I, I, I loved Inspector Gadget. That was a great cartoon. I missed that one. Yeah, my kids dug that one, too. dun 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 dun, dun. 
Okay, make sure my, my I was making sure my uh my my drops lined up here. There's a lot of them. I got to keep track of them. Um, so now we go to the day spa, uh, and we see Katinka take Derek down a hallway and tell him that this is a deep, deep relaxation spa. Matilda pulls up outside the spa. Um, a, a cool bit of a uh, trivia: the the car that Katinka drives is a Citroen uh, SM. Citroen. 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 I don't know, yeah, it's French. It's close enough. Um, and if you watch the newest episode of The Grand Tour, uh, which is the car show from uh, Jeremy Clarkson, Richard Hammond, and James May, they did an entire episode called Carnage Trois about French cars, and they have this car in the in the episode. Yeah. And I drove one know. once in Sweden. Oh. Did my it, fa- was it My shitty? father-in-law had one. No, it was fun to drive. It, it blew me away because this was in the 80s, and... It actually had um, hydraulics that lowered when the car was turned off, and then when you turn the car on, the, the car would raise up. Huh. So that's pretty, pretty cool. Co- pretty cool, yeah. Um, so uh, Matilda pulls him outside the spa. Derek, we get the last back inside, and he's getting this vigorous massage from a costumed Andy Dick. Oh god, it's hideous! It's so it's so bad to look at. Yeah, uh, Matilda sneaks in through a side door. She finds Derek, and when she walks in, Derek's getting spanked. Um, they each ask each other what they're doing there and then Derek says he's the new face of Mugatu's Dear Elite campaign um, and while this conversation is taking place Andy Dick is swatting Derek's Randy Dick <laughs> that he's, was, having I, a, he's having a fight with it yeah. it's so, so it is fucking really, dumb I, it's it dumb I didn't like this one it is uh, Katinka comes in and asks what Matilda's doing there, makes a joke about her Kmart outfit, and tells her to stay away from Derek as they throw her out. Um, then we get this fucking trippy-ass brainwashing scene, which I'm going to go ahead and uh, play the clip from. Um, but basically, they're, they're, they're uh, like MK altering his fucking yeah, brain. Yeah, they're fucking Manchurian candidate. Yeah, him. Like, yeah exactly. <laughs> to uh, get him to kill the Prime Minister of Malaysia. How do you feel, Derek? Um, okay. When's the seaweed wrap? You shut up now. I want you to relax and breathe deeply. Breathe deeply. This song. Of course you do. Hello, Derek. Hello. Welcome, Welcome to your relaxation, relaxation time. time. Let, Let this wonderful 80s classic soothe you. Just a nice, warm, happy time. Happy. 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 <laughs> Nothing to worry about at all. Philippines to Bangladesh, and China and India, and South America, too. Boo-hoo! But 
you can help these children, Derek? By killing the Prime Minister of Malaysia! He's mad! What? Yes! You were martial arts! insane scene um originally this thing was gonna be longer too <laughs> oh, that would have been a mistake yeah it was gonna have him on a roller coaster ride and then him as a mermaid swimming around oh god mermaid almost mermaid. as long as our uh, review drop at no. the yeah. <laughs> like, that, that one's like three times longer <laughs> um so Basically, it's 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 Will Ferrell just in this bright colors. It looks kind of like the Willy Wonka, like going through the tunnel for some reason. Yeah, but it's very dirty. It's yeah. very Uncle Creepy. It's very pedo. Yeah. <laughs> it's and we get these pop ups of celebrities, which are Fred like Durst. He's a kid and he's sucking a lollipop, yeah. and it's just gross. It, it's yeah, it's not good. Um. We get the Lance Bass, the little Kim, the fucking Gary Shandling. Yeah, yeah. don't get distracted by the beautiful celebrities, the Fred Durst. Fred Durst. That's, I know. Which, the version of Relax that plays later in the movie is Limp Bizkit doing it. Oh, oh okay. God. I just, I thought I couldn't love this movie anymore, Joe. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. What can I say except you're welcome? <laughs> Uh, so Derek awakes from this brainwashing session back at his apartment, and Matilda's knocking on the door. He thinks that he had some like crazy dream, but Matilda's worried about him because he's been missing for a week. Derek says, that's crazy. I saw you earlier this afternoon. I went to a day spa. Day. D-A-I-Y-E. Okay? Um, Derek assumes that she wants to sleep with him, and that's why she's there. Uh, she clearly does not want to sleep with him. Um, she just wanted to know why he was missing for a week. Uh, she shows him a paper with the date on it, which has zero effect on him whatsoever. But when he walks to his answering machine and finds out that he has 1,200 missed messages, he says, that is a little above average. <laughs> uh, she wants to know about the week, but Derek doesn't care. He's more butthurt about the article she wrote to make a name for herself as an investigatory journalist, no matter how many friends she loses or people she leaves dead and bloodied along the way, just so she can make a name for herself as an investigative journalist, no matter how many friends or people she loses along the way and leaves dead and bloody along the way. He literally says the same line twice. And so did I. I just love watching Eric right now because I feel bad because Eric's got COVID right now and uh, I'm subjecting him to this, which is worse. Yeah. Don't feel bad because I'm having a good time. Here's how you know this movie is bad. When you repeat the jokes from the script back and they're no longer funny to you. Yeah. <laughs> there's something sort of beautiful exactly. about that moment. Yeah. I can see it in your eyes. You're like, oh, well, like God. I said, this is one of those movies that I would have just been like, oh, you should watch Zoolander. Yeah, you should definitely watch it. Now I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna recommend this movie to people anymore. 
Hey, we talked um, about living and learning, growing, man. This, yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah, but Eric, he like I I I agree with you. This is not funny, but it's way less not funny than Biodome was. And that's but I Joe's love Biodome, and I watch that shit all the time. <laughs> so I'm confused. You're an enigma, Joe. You really are. <laughs> I can't get a I can't get a get a, a handle on you. Yeah, you know? I don't know. Yeah. Well, see, there was no blackface in Biodome. Ah, there's the yeah. difference. All right, that's what ruined it for you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there was some tushy squeezing, though. Yeah, that's yes. true. That's true. But they didn't say tushy squeeze, so it wasn't as creepy. Okay. No. There was... Biodome had a straight-up, like, physical assault scene in it, didn't it? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yes. That was, that was uh, uncalled yep. for, Polly Shore. Yeah. Uh, but there was no penetration. not how you ease the juice. There is penetration in this movie. Uh, anyways... <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get this over with. I'm just like this. <laughs> Matilda tries to apologize, but Derek's having none of it. He has to get ready for his show. Then, as she sees, um, then as she is leaving, he stops her and just does her hair up for some reason, and she seems to really enjoy it. Uh, Katinka's outside, a teacher leaving the apartment, and she's not happy about the snooty reporter with her lack of fashion sense, not one bit. Um, back at Time Magazine, Archie has a breakthrough. Um, he emailed Matilda the Nexus Lexus searches on the male model who appeared. Who appeared That's a real thing, believe it or not. Lexus it? Nexus exists. Oh, not shit. In the, not in the same form as it did then, but yeah, it was a search engine, but it was more for uh, law firms and stuff. Yeah, Interesting. I didn't know yep. that. Um, we see um, the male models who have previously appeared in Mugatu campaigns all like died in weird freak accidents. Um, I, I, read, I blew them up the, uh, the article so I could read it. One was a bathtub blow dryer mishap with Emmanuel. Yes. One was a freak gym accident with Ray Villalobos. And uh, the third one was Anton Squire, who was the here's the beef guy, crushed to death in a tragic orgy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Katinka is in all the pictures, though, and so Matilda starts to realize that Derek's in trouble. Um, You know, she needs to to try to help him. So uh, outside the club... We, uh, Matilda's pleading with the bouncer to try to get inside and let her talk to Derek. Um, and Derek's inside getting compliments from Winona Ryder. Um, which is interesting because Winona R- uh, Ryder's advice to Derek is to lay low in order to rebuild his modeling career. This foreshadowed uh, Winona Ryder's real life experience with her shipwrecked career. Yeah. Uh, three months after this movie was released, uh, Ryder was arrested for shoplifting clothes. Later, she self-imposed a six-year career exile to rebuild her reputation as a serious actress. So she took her own advice from this movie. Smart girl. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'd say smart, but at least she... Uh, <laughs> ah, that was a mess. She has um, good people any- around her. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We'll, leave it. we'll look at it that way. Anyways, Derek says he has to go pee... Um, so he walks off and says he wants to finish his conversation later because he likes where it's going because all she's doing is basically complimenting him. Um, he sees Paris Helton, who tells him he rules. Yeah. Um, and, and Derek's just loving. like Everyone's liking him. Everyone's like, happy for him, and he's enjoying it. Uh, he sees Billy Zane, which I fucking love Billy Zane in this movie. For, I don't know what He's is. very good in this movie. I mean, he's yeah. very good in anything that he does because he, he's self-deprecating, and, and yeah. you know he knows when to make the joke about himself. And Yeah, I, I dig him a lot. I really do. Yeah, he's, he's one of the good ones. So, um... Lost my place here. Oh. Sorry. Um, no, it's cool. Uh, Zane tells him he rocks and asks about Magnum. 
Derek says he's got to tame that beast before I let it out of his cage. And just as he's walking by, Hansel shoulder checks Derek as he walks past him and says, excuse me, bruh. Or brah. <laughs> brah. Brah. Um, and at this, I do have a, uh, a clip here for them with their challenge to each other for the walk-off. Excuse me, brah. You're excused. And I'm not your bra. Whatever, dude. Whatever. Peace. God bless. Hey, Hansel. I'm real sorry you didn't get Mugatu's Starlead campaign. Maybe next time. What's that? Mugatu's Derelict campaign. Sorry you didn't book it. Oh, yeah? I've never even heard of it. Me and my friends have been too busy bathing off the southern coast of St. Bart's with spider monkeys for the past two weeks. Tripping on acid changed our whole perspective on shit. So I guess, uh, I guess you can dare lick my balls, Capitan. I can derelict my own balls, thank you very much. You think you're too cool for school. But I got a newsflash for you, Walter Cronkite. You aren't. Who are you trying to get crazy with, I say? Don't you know I'm local? Hey, I got a wacky idea. What say we settle this on the runway? Han Solo. Stop. Are you challenging me to a walk on? Boo. Listen to your friend Billy Zane. He's a cool dude. He's trying to help you out. Oh yeah. That's a walk-off challenge, my friend. Ten minutes. Old members only warehouse. You ought to remember that. You're a dinosaur. Let's go. Open up. Some mad stories about this kid, man. He's limber, he's too limber. Put a cork in it, Zane! It's a walk-off! It's a walk-off. <laughs> Put a cork uh, in it, Zane. Oh, Put a cork God. in it, Zane. <coughs> um, the only other really trivia from this is uh, when he says, Don't you know that I'm crazy? I'm loco? That's the opening line from Cypress Hill's Insane in the Membrane. <laughs> no, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so basically, we get into this like weird kind of like uh, challenge. I don't know uh, where neither one of them is really that funny or like. Remember the last episode where you know you had uh, Bernie Mac and Tony Hawk's going at it, and it was really good with their mm-hmm. insults. This is yeah. like the exact opposite of that. Right. Right. Yeah. You know. You know. It's like to me. It's like this is an hour and a half workshop. For his prep is White Goodman and Dodgeball, because it's the same <laughs> yes. character, but White Goodman is just better at it yeah. than than Derek Zoolander. So it's like he workshopped a fucking part for another movie, and and he got it right in the second movie, but we yeah. lost an hour and a half of our lives. 
(laughs) Well, I'll say we lost an hour and 20 minutes because there's at least, like, throughout this entire movie, a solid 10 minutes of something good. Yeah, yeah. We can cobble together a solid 10. Yeah, that's very true. That's true. If you, like, took, like, 20 seconds here, 20 seconds here, and then put it into, like, the movie, you probably have 10 minutes of this movie that's watchable. Yep. Um, So, Derek walks out the front door. Matilda follows him and asks him what's going on. He said, I'm about to show you the real world of male modeling. <laughs> um, she wants to tell him something important, but he can't do that right now because he has to hand hand sell out his hand sell ass on a platter with french fried potatoes. Um, see, you, you did it again. I can see. It's like your yeah. soul is leaving your body. <laughs> we yeah. see the, uh, the crazy DJ that was brainwashing him walk off to call somebody um, and tells him he's doing the walk off. And then we get to this old warehouse where Derek and Hansel are stretching and getting psyched up about um, on the runway, surrounded by a crowd. Now, in this crowd is all of the members of Guar. Yeah, um, and oh, a bunch of other people. It's the members. It's the old members only warehouse. <laughs> yeah, and like you should know where that is, like, Doug. You should know where that is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want to use that against you, Doug. You should know where that is, Doug. Oh, I do know where that is. I had one. <laughs> uh. And I was so, so damn excited when I got it. <laughs> I bet you were. Uh, Hansel asks, well, who's going to call this? And then all of a sudden, David Bowie comes out of nowhere this the and volunteers. The it's the yeah. highlight of the movie. It's the best part by far. Uh, yeah, because David Bowie was so good in it. He was yeah. so fucking great. Now, a bit of trivia. Ben Stiller wrote this David Bowie scene before he like knew if David Bowie was gonna actually going to agree to doing it. Um. <laughs> And then, you know, after David Bowie appeared in this movie, he worked again with Ben Stiller in The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, um, featuring his, you know, remastered song, Space Oddity. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Bowie breaks down the rules. It's kind of like the game Horse, but with modeling. So uh, basically one model does something and the other model has to copy him and so on and so forth until someone fucks up. So Derek starts out by unzipping his jacket, then turns and throws it. Of course, he turns to the right because he can't turn left. <laughs> uh, he sits down and spits into a bucket. Now, I love how they keep doing this. This like They go back to their corner like it's a fucking wrestling match. I know, I know. Uh, Hansel do you, does... Oh, Do you know who Hansel's uh, corner man is? Isn't it... Um, it's the other Wilson brother. I forget his first Yeah, name. the one that yeah. played uh, um, in... Idiocracy. He Idiocracy. was Nacho yeah. Supreme or right. Beef Supreme. Beef Supreme. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's him. Um, and the guy that's with uh, Ben Stiller is um, it's Tyson. Uh, Tyson. Tyson Beckford. Beck. Beckford. Beckman. Beck. Beckford, something. I think. Beckford. Tyson Beckford. Yeah, Tyson Beckford. Beckford. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Hansel replicates what Derek did. Um, and then ends up blowing a kiss to Derek, who walks up, staring him down. Then we get this like montage of them like modeling slash dancing, and uh, interspersed throughout the montage, we get the boxing corner scenes. Hansel acts to be cut because he can't see anything, but they just cut a little bit of hair off, and he like flinches, like he's cutting his eye open. Um, yeah. Derek asks for Evian, um, and they're going like move for move, like doing this. Um, and Matilda's like getting into it. She's like, "Oh, ooh, this is cool." Um, Hansel starts doing some like new age shit. <laughs> um, then he gets on stage and sticks his hand into his pants and just like squirms around back and forth until he like pulls his underwear completely off and throws them at Derek. Uh, Derek gets up and tries to replicate this. 
But in the end, it's just an utter failure. He ends up with like a massive Thurman Merman wedgie. <laughs> um, Bowie uh, disqualifies him, and Hansel once again is the victor. Uh, we see Matilda and Derek driving away, and she says um, she's trying to tell him that Katinka wants to kill him, but Derek says, "Good, he deserves to die if he can't beat Hand Suck Ass at a walk off." <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> I did that for you, Eric. That was for you. I love it. Uh, Matilda tries to talk him down by saying that, uh, you know, that Hansel had to pull his underwear out of his ass to beat him, basically. Uh, but Derek says all he had to do was turn left. Matilda doesn't even know what the fuck he's talking about. Um, Derek, but Derek's not an ambi-turner. Uh, she tries to console him, like saying that lots of people can't turn left, but she just can't even do it. Um, her phone rings, and it's the mystery man again. Um, he says if she wants answers, she better come to St. Adonis Cemetery right now. Um, Derek's going to go with her. And now we have a nice, long fucking scene for you guys to uh, enjoy. You got to take a piss? This might be your chance. Pedro Schialfa. He died when he was 29. Ben Correjo, derriere extraordinaire. 92 minus 63. None of them ever made it past 30. Hi, Ben. Who are you? It's not important. Are you a ghost? He called, Derek. Let's take a walk. You think Zoolander's in trouble? <laughs> think again. What you stumbled upon goes way deeper than you could ever fathom. The fashion industry has been behind every major political assassination over the last 200 years. And behind every hit, a card-carrying male model. Okay, that's impossible. Oh, yeah? Listen and learn, sweetness. Abe Lincoln wanted to abolish slavery, right? But who do you think made the powdered wigs and colored leg stockings worn by our country's early leaders? Who got to? Slaves, Derek. Oh. And without their free labor, prices on such items would have gone up tenfold. So the powers that be hired John Wilkes Booth, the original model slash actor, to do Mr. Lincoln in. I'll go on. Dallas, Texas, 1963. Kennedy had just put a trade embargo on Cuba, ostensibly halting the shipment of Cuban-manufactured Sanzibel slacks. Incredibly popular item at the time. Lee Harvey Oswald is not a male model. Well, you're goddamn right he wasn't, but those two lookers who capped Kennedy from the grassy knoll sure as shit were. Well, what about you? How do you fit into all this? Oh, this nation was swept... Oh. I'll get him, man. Oh. Ah. Oh. Get over. Wait a minute. No. I know that hand. It was in the fall 1973 Boulevard Watch catalog. You're J.P. Pruitt. The world's greatest hand model. Once upon a time. Things change. 
Thanks to this homemade hyperbaric chamber, my sweet baby never did. <laughs> Let's keep moving. And that's when I found out I was in line to assassinate Jimmy Carter. So how'd you manage to escape? Because I'm a hand model, Mama. A figure jockey. We don't think the same way as the face and body boys do. We're a different breed. So why male models? Think about it, Derek. Male models were genetically constructed to become assassins. They're in peak physical condition. They can gain entry to the most secure places in the world. And most important of all, models don't think for themselves. They do as they're told. That is not true. Yes, it is, Derek. Okay. Yeah. Think about any photo shoot you've ever been on. You're a monkey, Derek! You're a monkey! Dance, monkey! In your little spanky Good point. But if this has been going on for so long, Mugatu... Well, he's just a punk-ass errand boy working for an international syndicate of fashion designers. You do a little background check on your Mr. Mugatu, you'll find that he sold his soul to the devil for a shot at the big time. But why male models? You serious? I just... I just told you that a moment ago. Right. You're a killing machine, Derek. They programmed you. But I won't do it. I won't kill anybody. It's not up to you. At the proper moment, they'll trigger you. Usually using some kind of auditory or visual Pavlovian response mechanism. Audi-what-di? And when it's over... What? There's an after-party? Steve's computer. He he recorded everything in case they ever turned on him. Oh, Derek, get a grip! Get a grip! Good luck to you, Derek. I've always been a fan of Blue Steel, and I hear Magnum's gonna blow us all away. Come on! Get out of here! Hang in there, JB. Ah! You freaking idiot! Joe. Corona and having it is is better than watching this movie. Or, or. <laughs> <laughs> I knew we were gonna get there. Oh uh, man, just the fucking oh my god! He's talking about a Pavlonian response and and Ben Stiller doing his wooty wooty like I just yeah. oh um, god, dear God, make me a bird. So <laughs> when when he repeated the line, but why male Mac why male models for the second time? He ad libbed that. Um, and Ben Stiller had because Ben Stiller had just forgot his line and said that again and D- David Duchovny actually just ran with that and gave him the fucking answer that whole like I just serious? fucking explained it. yeah it's all I was all I had lived yeah. <laughs> um, Duchovny fucking killed it in this movie he did a really good job um, oh yeah with his part uh, but basically he's explaining like the whole like behind the scenes history of this entire thing of you know using real models to kill people because they're built for it basically um, and then you know, in the graveyard, while this is happening, we get Katinka and her people shooting at them. Um, and then Derek steps on this fucking like hyperbaric chamber that's on his hand because he's like was the hand model from back in the day. Um, so Derek and Matilda now are back into the car driving back to the city. Derek can't believe that Maury was in on this whole thing. Matilda says, 
you know, Katinka's not messing around. They need to find some place to hide where no one would ever think to look for Derek. And right as they say this, they get cut off by a bus with a big picture of Hansel on it. Um, Derek starts having a hissy fit, but Matilda gets an idea. Um, now we're at this cool, like, retro loft. Hansel opens the front door and sees Matilda and Derek sitting there. Uh, Hansel asks Derek if he's looking for a rematch, but Matilda says, Nope, Derek's been brainwashed to kill the Prime Minister of Malaysia, and they need to find a place to hide out. And that, uh, you know, this probably would be the last place anyone would ever think to look for them. Uh, Hansel now, he's like, Okay, I'm cool with that, but before we do that, we got to straighten some shit out. Um, and then I have another really quick clip for you here of the two of them straightening this out. This isn't a long one, though, so luckily. Why you been acting so messed up towards me? Why you been acting so messed up towards me? Well, you go first. I don't know, maybe I felt like a little threatened or something, because your career is kind of just blossoming and mine's kind of winding down or whatever. And I felt like this guy's really hurting me. And it hurt. And I felt like when you told me to derelict my balls, that really hurt. Maybe I was scared, man. You're Derek Zoolander. Yeah, you're Derek Zoolander. You know what it's like to be another model and be in Derek Zoolander's shadow? <laughs> you wanna hear something crazy? Your work in the winter 95 International Mail Catalog. I want to be a model. I freaking worship you, man. I'm sorry I was whack. I was whack. I was whack. So they, they make up. They they love each other all of a sudden now. They're both cool because they're both whack. We're both very whack. Yep. So Hansel uh, gives Derek and Matilda the, the tour of Shea Hansel. Uh, it's this cool hip loft space with a half pipe, pallet climbing walls, hookahs, and just like a ton of people hanging around being chill. Uh, Hansel introduces them to his crew and tells the crew that Derek and Matilda need to hide because Derek was brainwashed to kill the Prime Minister of Micronesia. Which Matilda, of course, corrects. Um, there's a, a woman in the scene that's actually a Ben Stiller's sister also is in the scene. Um, everyone's everybody, like... Everybody else is in this fucking movie. Why not? Right. Um, every, nepotism in the movie. <laughs> Everyone seems super cool and inviting. Hansel gives them some really strong tea. Uh, at which point Hansel starts questioning Matilda about why she wrote that article and why she hates male models. Um... I like this, this uh, why she hates models. I like this line right here. She goes, models are vain, stupid, and incredibly self-centered. And then Hansel agrees with her, but wants to know how she feels about male models. <laughs> I don't know why that one made me laugh. Uh, so they start to pry her for the truth. She says when she was um, in seventh grade, she was the fat kid. She used to get made fun of by the pretty girls. And every day after school, she would come home look through the fashion magazine, see these beautiful, pretty, perfect, skinny women and couldn't understand why she didn't look like them. So she became bulimic, um, which Derek thinks means she could read minds. Uh, but 
she explains this when you throw up after every meal, um, and she says that models make people feel bad. At this point, Derek and Hansel just start fucking railing on her. Like they're like, I already, I always throw up after every meal. It's how you like look good. That's how you stay skinny. Like they don't get that. Like this is a fucking disease. They just think that this is what you do. Yep. <coughs> um, Hansel said, "Well, how did it affect you with guys? Like obviously, you know, you look a lot better. <laughs> this is like a fucked up scene, by the way. <laughs> yeah, super <laughs> fucked up, super problematic, um, man." But she doesn't want to sit there and discuss her sex life or lack thereof with them. Uh, she hasn't done it in a while, which to which Zoolander says, what, eight, like eight days? <laughs> uh, she's like, no, a couple of years. So uh, Hansel and Derek don't know how she lives like that. Uh, but Hansel calms her down after she starts getting irritated and says that they should just get naked and see where the tea leads them. Uh, we get this weird ass orgy scene. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> and originally this scene was worse and longer but they had to like cut it to make this movie PG-13 it was as weird as the uh, the Hindustani troublemaker in Bad Santa yeah this the parking lot scene it was as weird and bizarre as that or maybe more so and imagine it originally was longer and weirder yeah I know I know it was so very disturbing. It came out of fucking yeah. nowhere too, like a yes. yeah. like a runaway exactly. train through the middle of this movie. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Exactly. <laughs> um, so now we get to the uh, next morning where Hansel's making some some uh, bread, and they have this conversation that I'm going to play for you right now because I don't want to read it. So I'm repelling down Mount Vesuvius when suddenly I slip, and I start to fall. And I mean, I'm about to die. Hot bread, Zeke. Just falling. Ah, ah, I'll never forget the terror. When suddenly I remember, holy shit, Hansel, haven't you been smoking peyote for six straight days? And couldn't some of this maybe be in your mind? And? It was. I was totally fine. I've never even been to Mount Vesuvius. Cool story, Hansel. Thanks, Olaf. Dude, how dope was last night? I mean, the soil room. Dirt was flying. You couldn't see anything. I was like, whoa, who's that? Who's this? I think I'm falling for Matilda Hansel. Dude, I wasn't going to say anything, but it was like crazy energy flying back and forth between you guys. I was like, whoa, look out. There was a moment last night when she was sandwiched between the two Finnish dwarves and the Maori tribesmen. Oh, yeah. Where I thought, wow, I could really spend the rest of my life with this woman. Really? What do you call that? I think you call that love, Depot. Hey. Hey. So what time is it? Almost five. What? Hey, guys, that show is in three hours. Derek is dead unless we get that evidence. Do you guys... Whoa, whoa, easy. How about a good afternoon, Derek and Hansel? Thanks for the freak fest last night. Hello. Hello. Oh, hi, Katinka. Uh, no, I just had a really late party night last night. Derek. Where am I? Hang up the phone. Now! Hang Look, I have up. to go, but I'll see you at 7. Okay, bye. Derek, I thought I told you to turn off your phone. Turn off my phone? Turn off my phone? Yeah. Earth to Matilda. This phone is as much a part of me as... You know what? Can we just cut it out with all the Earth twos? Please. We're not actually saying this is the Earth calling you, Matilda. 
Yeah, no, I got that. I understand you don't literally uh, mean... No, I don't think you do. <laughs> Listen, it's not like we think that we're actually in a control tower trying to reach outer space aliens or something, okay? <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> oh, <stop>. A joke. <laughs> okay, you know what? Instead of doing that, I'm going to try to figure out a way into Maury's before Derek assassinates a world leader. Wait a minute. I might just have an idea. They'll be looking for us at Maury's, right? But they won't be looking for... Not us. Derek, what are you talking about? Hansel, do you have a cosmetics case? Sure. I mean, just for touch-ups or whatever. What are you gonna do with that? That'll do. Early in my career, I used to do my own makeup, styling, and tailoring. If I can create a basic disguise for us, we may just be able to sneak into Maury's undetected. You is talking loco, and I like it. <laughs> All right, Doug, what song is that and who did it? <laughs> I don't know. Eric? That's a very long way to go to get to a blackface joke. Which yeah, right? <laughs> is that the name of the song? Oh, no. God. <laughs> um, what song is that? I don't know. What is that? Shake yes! Show me what you're uh, working uh, with, Mr. Cow! Okay. Um, but yeah, so uh, Derek figures out that he's in love with her because he saw her in an orgy between other people, which I don't understand this I movie. Know. Just, that whole scene, I do have to say, when he's when he's going, um, hello, like E.T. It, it, <laughs> I don't know if he was trying to do E.T., but he sounded just like the aliens in Scary Movie 3, which is one of the funniest <laughs> fucking scenes in, in any movie ever. That whole alien scene when they land in the backyard. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> so, that's just, I'm sorry. I just had to throw that non sequitur in there. It made me, I laughed out loud when he made that, that sound, That's pretty so. good. Um, I like how she calls them on their shit on the whole Earth Two thing, also. Yeah. But, but yeah. So we we see them try to do their make their makeup, and this scene could have been okay if they would have just left well enough alone. Because yeah, if they went as those guys, and then the next scene they were completely themselves, again. just normal. Yeah, because yeah. the guys they had were actual like dudes, like they weren't them in blackface. Right. It was exactly. Just, exactly. But if like, but because they're wiping the blackface off in the next scene, it kind of fucks it all up. Um, so we see the custodians, Kumar and uh, Tre- Tevon, Tevin. Um, then we flash to the Derelict show, uh, then back to Ball's Models. Um, and then it turns out that uh, Kumar and Tevin are actually Hansel and Derek in disguise. Uh, now, the name Kumar was referred to Kumar Palana, who uh, has appeared in a bunch of Wes Anderson films. He was in Bottle Rocket, Rushmore, Royal Tenenbaums, and the Dark Jilling Limited. Oh, um, okay. So that's where that name came from for that character, at least. Oh, that's yeah, why I know who. Yeah, Owen right. Wilson. Yeah. yeah, that's why yeah. Owen Wilson portrayed him. Um, Matilda tells them over the walkie they need to get the evidence <clears throat> off of Maury's computer and email it to her. Derek says that he's been thinking about the whole bulimia thing and he feels bad that good looking people made her feel bad about herself. For serious. <coughs> uh, back at Time Magazine, Archie comes in with info on who Mugatu was before 1995. 
His name was Jacob Moogberg, and he was the original guitar synth player for Frankie Goes to Hollywood. <laughs> but he got kicked out before the, the song. they made the song relax. I really feel for him because, you know, I know what it's like to be part of a massive band before they actually became a hit. That's why you like this movie so much. <laughs> that's, that's it. Well, that's why I like Mugatu so much. That, and he's also named after a Star Trek character. So right. he's got a couple things going for him there. And he invented um, the piano tie. Yeah, and the piano yeah. necktie. <laughs> yeah. um, yes. Which, which I wouldn't have so many Tom Van stories if Tom Van didn't have a piano necktie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, it, yep, he's been a fashion designer ever since he invented that necktie. So back at Balls Modeling, Derek and Hansel are now wiping off their blackface, which, like we just discussed, if they would have just had the other two actors there and then had them completely normal, I would have had no problem. But because it shows them wiping off the blackface, that means I understand they implied blackface, uh, which is kind of fucked up. They see this old Apple computer and are confused. Uh, back at the Derelict show, Mugatsu's looking for Derek, but he's not there. Katinka says, though, he will be there. Flashback to Ball. I, I, it fucking flashes. Flashback to Ball's modeling. Derek and Hansel are looking for a way to turn the computer on. Um, now, in this scene... They do a whole like uh, like reference to 2001: A Space Odyssey, yeah. where they're acting like monkeys. The music plays. Hansel even grabs a bone, uh, just like in the movie. Um, yeah, awesome that they're doing a 2001 monkey scene while he's in blackface. Just right. yeah, <laughs> everything about this. I know. Just, right. I'm just Yeah. Uh, Unbelievable. Right as, as Hansel's about to smash the computer, Derek stops him. Uh, Derek says he has to go because it's almost 7. He's never been late for a show, and he's not going to start now. Uh, Derek gives his phone to Hansel and tells him to give it to Matilda if anything happens to him. Um, then we get a flash real quick back to the Mineshaft bar where Larry's getting a beer um, as the TV broadcast for the Derelict show comes on, and Bugatu's welcoming the Malaysian Prime Minister. Matilda calls back over, and Hansel says that Derek's already left for the show. Matilda says she's going to call him, but Hansel tells her that Derek gave him his phone. Um, Matilda says the files are in the computer, and all of a sudden the light bulb goes up for Hansel. Um, and then Archie comes back in the room with some cantaloupe and cottage cheese. <laughs> that's the weirdest. That's another cringe scene right there. Oh, um, yeah. And tells her to relax, but now all of a sudden she knows what the trigger is because he says the word he, relax. He's the uh, he's the casino guy who gives uh, uh, Vince Vaughn the the chest full of gold at, in dodgeball. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, and he's also in he's in Starship Troopers. He's the first of that yeah. crew to get killed. Yeah. Yeah. Um. At the Derelict show, Katinka says uh, Derek had them worried. When he shows up, she tells Derek to remember to relax. Uh, now, this is a scene. Uh, Maury comes in and wishes Derek good luck, but Derek like gives him this shit about you don't you don't mean goodbye and starts to call him out. This is a uh, Godfather Two reference. Um, yes. Yeah. Where? Yeah. Um, so Matilda ends up getting snatched by Katinka. She walks into the show. Mugatu starts the show, and we get the whole trash and show, which they could have just called this movie Trash and Show. It would have been great. <laughs> would have made more sense. Um, Mori tells Mugatu that he's sick. Um, Mugatu says, don't worry, you'll be fine. You always are. Derek's on stage, and he has this trash overcoat, which he drops to reveal this weird, like, uh, Mad Max-type outfit. I don't really understand it. Yeah, I um, the DJ reaches down and grabs the relax record by Limp Biscuit, which will not do anything but make you relax. 
And that um, DJ's Jason Thoreau. Yeah, it's J- Justin Thoreau. Yeah, Justin Thoreau, sorry, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, he uh, um, puts the record on, and Matilda tries to yell to Derek that the trigger is relaxed, but he doesn't even understand. He, he doesn't know what she's talking about. Uh, we get the song put on, and it triggers Derek. And then he sees Fred Durst, Little Kim, Lance Bass, and Gary Shandling. Now, Gary Shandling wasn't actually there for any of this. They just filmed his shit separately. Um, <laughs> same thing with Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson wasn't here for any of these scenes. Like, at this point of the scene, so they filmed his entire spot like in Los Angeles when everyone else filmed in New York. That's why oh, he's wow. up in the booth the whole time. Because uh, okay. no one else was there. Um, so... Uh, the, the song comes on. He's going down. You hear Mugatu's voice in his head telling him to kill the Prime Minister, and he does his karate-style walk. Uh, Hansel drops in just in time and stops the song and then has a break dance fight with, with the DJ. Um, and then him and the DJ just go back and forth, putting the song on, flipping to another song, putting the song on, flipping to another song. Um, so Derek is going back and forth. Um, but right as Derek's about to twist the Prime Minister's head off, uh, Hansel unplugs the, the turntables and knocks out the DJ completely. And as you saw me put these papers down, that was the last of my notes for this movie. We're going to play this clip and uh, call this a day. Derek Zoolander just trying to kill the Prime Minister of Malaysia. That's bullshit. Listen up, everyone. Ugatsu's a dick. He tried to brainwash Derek to kill the claymation dude. That's a lie! Zoolander snapped because he's over the hill! He knew his career was over and he couldn't face it! No way, compadre! We got 30 years worth of files right here in this computer that are gonna bring you down! Oh no. Burn down! Where'd all the files go? Taking you out! Yo! Taste my pain, bitch! Want a bet? And by the way, you were wrong about my outfit. It's the Cheryl Ladd collection, and I got it at J.C. Penney. Mm. On sale. Jigs up, Mugato! Everything they're saying is true. I've been in on it for 30 years. What are you doing, Ballstein? I'm done, Jocko. I got a prostate the size of a honeydew and a head full of bad memories. It's time to set things straight. You have no evidence. Hans stupid destroyed everything. I got two words for you, sugar. Zip disk. The whole thing is in my den in Long Island. I can have that evidence here in 20 minutes. boy, Maury. Hold on a second. I'm afraid of the radiation. Sheila, honey, it's me. Listen, I need you to bring that zip disk in the den down to the fashion show. I don't care what the traffic is like. Take the goddamn service road and get off before the bridge. So put it in one of those Tupperware containers, and I'll heat it up in the microwave when I get home. For Christ's sake, it's a casserole, Sheila! It'll stay! Shut up! Enough already, Ballstein! Who cares about Derek Zoolander anyway? The man has only one look, for Christ's sake! Blue steel? Ferrari, La Tigra, 
They're the same face! Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills! I invented the piano key necktie! I invented it! What have you done, Derek? Nothing! You've got nothing! Nothing! And I will be a monkey's uncle if I have you ruin this for me! Because if you can't get the job done, then I will! Die, you way-taking scum! One look! One look! I don't think so! Derek Julander for saving my life. Former male supermodel Derek Zoolander. And here at the Derek Zoolander Center for Kids Who Can't Read Good and Who Want to Learn to Do Other Stuff Good Too, we teach students of all ages everything they need to know to learn to be a professional model and a professional human being. Our diverse faculty includes business management teacher and former model agent Maury Ballstein. The designers got your nuts in a vice, offering you 10 million plus 3% of every pair of underwear sold. What are you gonna do? So join now, because at the Derek Zoolander Center for Kids Who Can't Read Good and Want to Learn to Do Other Stuff Good Too, we teach you that there's more to life than just being really, really, really good looking. Right, kids? Nice! And cut. It's <laughs> great, Derek. I think we got it. All right, Mitch. Thanks. All right, everybody. It's a wrap. Hey, Hansel. Hey, D-Rock. I'm going to take these kids over to George Washington Bridge. Give them a little lesson in base jumping. I'll catch you in the teacher's lounge later on. All right. All right, guys, last one, the helicopter's rotten egg. Let's go! Yeah! Hey, Matilda! There's Daddy. Hey. Hi. How's Derek Jr.? He's great. Guess what? He made his first look today. Really? You want to show Daddy your look, Derek Jr.? Oh. Wow. Hey, you guys want to hang out for story hour? Great. Hey, 
So wake me up before you go go. You Don't wake leave me, me up hanging now. on like a yo yo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the two things I want to talk about during the scene. I want that Mugaru throwing star. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that was actually kind of cool. Um, and uh, Ben Stiller actually did learn Malay to say that one line to the prime minister. That was actually him actually speaking the correct language. Yeah, okay. some more of that energy on the goddamn script. Right. <laughs> right. So, happy ending. He ends up getting his school for kids who don't read so good and other things. Um, he has a kid with Matilda. Ben uh, Owen Wilson's teaching there. Maury's teaching there also. Um, and yeah, that, that that that's uh that's Zoolander. And they so, have a they have a memorial fountain for the Oh yeah, with uh, the gas, the gas fight. I, that's that's right. funny. That's yeah, <laughs> That was that funny. Yeah. <laughs> I did like that. Uh, almost let that slip. Um, and uh, Owen Wilson's taking the kids to the George Washington Bridge to base jump. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was pretty good. So on that note... I am a movie critic by trade, and until recently, I got paid to tell you people which movies merely stink and which ones you shouldn't screen near an open flame. Well, I'm putting the burden of lousy movies back on you. It's very simple. If you stop going to bad movies, they'll stop making bad movies. If the movie used to be a TV show, just don't go. After Roman numeral two, give it a rest. If it's a remake of a classic, rent the classic. Tell them you want stories about people, not a hundred million dollars of stunts and explosives. People, it's up to you. If the movie stinks, just don't go. Eric, are you not entertained? Am I going first? Go ahead. Get it out. Just right. get it all out. All right. I'm a man of science. <laughs> <laughs> But you can't really convince me at this point in time that watching this movie didn't give me COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it it's possible. Just it is possible. It lowered my immune system enough to where I was more susceptible to it. It just it it drained some sort of life force for me that, that can't be explained by science at, at this point in time. I don't know, man. This, this movie, <sighs> granted, I'm not in a great mood. You caught me in an off time, <laughs> but uh, this just didn't do it for me, man. The, uh, I'm not entirely convinced that Ben Stiller's not a racist, number one. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm seeing some troubling patterns in the man's work. Yeah. Uh, number two, it's just uh, like words like schlock are popping into my brain, man. Yeah. Like, I, I just, I hated this movie so, so much. <laughs> um, there were a few little redeeming, like I said, little funny bits here and there that you can't fully flesh out into an hour and a half long film. You know, they're just amusing 
moments like the dudes spraying gasoline on each other that's funny yeah. it was funny for i don't know seven seconds and then something else had to happen and that's that's where this movie lost me so uh this this movie for me is getting a one point five rating one point five wowza yeah that's pretty low pretty low Doug uh all right everything that Joe everything that Eric said is a hundred percent valid um I did earlier say that it's better than biodome um so it's it's point oh five <laughs> better than biodome <laughs> Uh, which I gave it two point two two, so this is uh two point two five. Damn. Yeah. Um, well I remember enjoying this movie. <laughs> um so but you know have you ever heard me try to quote movies or anything like that? Sure, sure. Do I ever get the quotes right? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Yeah. <laughs> Typically, I make them sound right, but that's just my overconfidence yeah. making yeah. you think it's right. Well, I don't usually... the, you always you always capture the gist of it. So, but I don't essence. I don't necessarily remember it right. right. You know correctly. So, just just to set up a precedent here, my memory's not always the best. That's <laughs> 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 so what, what I'm getting. I'm trying to get this precedent here that like right. I don't have the best memory. Establishing um, a pattern. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, just establishing this for the court. Um, now, had I not rewatched this movie and you just said, give me a one to five rating on this movie, I probably would have said something like three, seven, three, eight, just based off my memory of this movie from when I was younger, thinking that it was a good movie. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have thought it was like the best movie ever, but I was like, yeah, it's good. You know, it's a Ben Seller movie. It's got all these people in it. It, it can't be that bad. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, there, like I said, there's about... 10 minutes worth of quality in this movie <laughs> and a lot of that's the music <laughs> yep and except for the Limp Bizkit cover um I, I do there's some there are some funny parts here and there but the problem is there's a whole bunch of not funny parts mm-hmm. um and parts that are trying to be smarter than they actually are it's weird to try to be smart by pretending to be dumb and not doing it well. Idiocracy is a is a master course in how to like smartly act dumb. This is just not right. Um, I'm probably just because. I mean, I would still watch. I wouldn't go on my way to watch it. If I saw it on, I'd have to be in a mood to watch it. I'd probably watch like a scene or two and then turn it off. But I don't like hate it, hate it. Like it, it's not something that made me mad that I watched it today. It's not like Search and Destroy where I absolutely fucking hated that movie. Like I just was like, wow, this was not what I remembered it being. Um, I'd probably go somewhere in the two range also, but I'd probably be like more like a two seven. All right. No, I, I'm, I'm dropping two five. I want to put that right in the middle. Just two five because it's a eh, fuck it. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want to give it the seven. I'm gonna give it All the right. five. Can you took a can, hard, honest look at it, man. It's tough yeah, to do right. sometimes. So, listen, guys. Given our scores, somebody has to lower their score by a tenth of a point so it drops below Search and Destroy. No, wow. I'm, I'm not putting it below Search and Destroy. It's 
Because I fucking destroy hate was Search a, and Destroy. Search and Destroy was 2.07. This is 2.08. I, uh, this has more redeeming qualities than Search and Destroy. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave my score as is just to just right. this, this is a loving act is what this you, is for Joe because I don't want it's, I don't it's want not this even that. to it's be just, below search and destroy search and destroy yeah. is such a I want to lower my score in search and destroy is what I want to do because <laughs> I gave it too high of a score but uh, you but Eric you gave search and destroy a higher score than you gave this I did I, I think it's a better film yep. I was right around the same but yeah, I would I, if I could go back like because see like when I did Search Destroy I wasn't like thinking about this long term I was being more yeah. nice movies I would give Search Destroy almost like a fucking well, zero point two. It's still our it's still our lowest rated movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just by you know. And I did not, drop not my thing attention. by two fucking whole tenths of a point. Because if I had I known, was gonna go two seven. <laughs> yeah, see, like if I had gone from a two point two five to a two point two, it would have tied it. <laughs> So a two point one would have dropped it below it, but I won't do that. I'll leave it at a two point two five. It's it's well. not worse than Search and Destroy. I mean, it's a bad movie, but it's not worse than Search and Destroy. No, I agree. It's not. I, Search I and totally, Destroy is the worst fucking movie to- I've ever seen. I totally agree. It's not the worst movie I've seen, not by a long <laughs> shot. We're not even going to go into that. We're going to do a bonus episode on the worst movies I've ever seen. Oh, that's a good yeah. one. All right, but it's not. It's not even close to the worst movie I've ever seen. But it's not as. It's not as good as this or like, it's not you know as good as that's not a, the right phrase. I would rather I would rather sit on a couch butt naked next to RJ and watch this movie than watch Search and Destroy holy fuck nope <laughs> nope <laughs> that's how bad Search and Destroy is and um, just to throw some more math facts out so we also keep track of our individual rating averages so what we've averaged all the movies we've watched and this movie dropped both Eric's and Joe's overall average below four. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It went from over four to Joe to a three point nine eight and Eric to a three point nine four. And See, it dropped is, me I, from I, I think four in the beginning I was being way too nice to movies. Well, I I was too. I was too, because mine was up at like a four point two at one point and now it's a four point oh five. So I'm depending on you know how things go, I'll be below four as well. Yeah. And oh that's another bonus episode that we want to do is Re-rating some of these movies. Yeah. yeah. I want to go through the whole list and just re-rate the whole list again. Like, give <laughs> like, like we won't tell us what we previously rated and just go through right now and then re-rate each All one. All right. Don't, don't edit this list. I'll, no, no, I'll this, make a duplicate list and then yeah. you can go in and edit it. Yeah, All no, right? no. We'll, we'll, do that as an ep- we'll do that as an actual, like, bonus yeah. episode. Yeah, we'll exactly. But that would be interesting to do. That would be cool. Yeah, I think so, so. too, because I, I think in the beginning we were way too nice to shit that we shouldn't No, have been. no, I, yeah, it, it, it always <laughs> happens like that. It always happens like that. So, yeah. Well, our, our um, first episode was Godfather, so it's, it's hard, already you're coming Goodfellas. in hot with Godfather. No, I'm saying you're right, Goodfellas. Goodfellas. We haven't done Godfather we yet. We haven't right? done Godfather. Yeah. But yeah. Goodfellas, even still, you know, yeah. it's regarded as one of the best films ever made, so you come in strong with something like that, and yeah. I think our mindset was like, yeah, we're doing these, these a lot of these pedigree films, and it's tough not to want to to get on your knees and blow them, man. Like, you know, right? Believe me. Yeah. So, but yeah, that would be a cool bonus episode to do for sure. Yeah. Um. So, uh, let's let's thank some people who uh who really got screwed over on this episode. Yeah, they did. They did. <laughs> you know, we. I'm sorry, we got, guys. Yeah, I let so. you down. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we want to thank our Patreon members. Um, we've got Hannah Christ. Uh, Mr. Peter Bianco, uh, Brian Gower from the Tone Jerks and Second Button Podcast, 
Mr. R.J. Smith from Teletalks or R.J. Talks or whatever its current iteration is. Um, Mr. Will Lehu um, from the Just Surprising Podcast with Joe and myself. And that's our that's our gang of five. So. Thanks, guys. You guys Thank are awesome. You. Yeah, you are. Uh, I promise. You all are. I promise. We'll do. We'll do. We'll make up for this somehow. Yes. <laughs> Don't apologize. <laughs> but if you, for some reason you did like this movie and you think we're fucking idiots, tell us. We have a yeah. Facebook group. Oh, Let us know. Do. Yeah. If you're Ben Stiller, I still think you're a racist. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. You know. More and more, I look at it. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. I should. Woo! Let me. Let me backpedal. Mr. Stiller, I don't necessarily think you're a racist. I think you just think racism Have is racist more tendency. funny than it is. Exactly. Yeah. That's all. Yep. So. Um, how about our next movie? What are we doing next, Doug? We are doing uh, T2, Ooh. Judgment oh. Day, uh, with special guest Mr. Budget Pedal Chap from the Fret Talk podcast, all the way over on the other side of the ocean in England. Oh, Looking forward to that. Nice. Um, that'll be a fun one. Yeah, that'll be cool. Yep. Well, guys. <laughs> since since this is the first um, episode you're hearing of 2022, let's hope the rest of this year goes better. There you go. That would be great. Lights. Camera. Fuck off. So if you're uh, listening to Masters of the Cinematic Universe, you obviously love movies. Uh, I do too, because I host this podcast. And um, my pedal company, 37FX, um, definitely has a movie theme. So if you're looking for really cool guitar pedals and the bonus of having some uh, fun movie themes, uh, hit up the website, 37FX.com. That's the word 30, the number 7.com. Uh, you can find things like the Fat Guy Little Coat Fuzz and uh, soon to be released, the Tombstone Treble Boost. Both, both based on some fantastic movies. So, uh, you know, hit the website up. We've got some great sound samples on there. And uh, you can also hit me up um, through Facebook or Instagram uh, with any questions you have. I really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. <laughs>